Hi guys, welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm here today with Rubini Naidu. She's the founder of Get Selfless, a social impact platform. They're currently going through a rebrand, but I still encourage you guys to check it out and check out her social medias. But yeah, why don't you go ahead and give us a little rundown of who you are, what you do, and Selfless. Absolutely. My name is Rubini. I am a social impact leader and builder. Uh, my background is in the international development and philanthropy uh, sector, both um, on the ground with nonprofits across East Asia, um, India, and the United States, as well as up to the headquarter level on a um, really exciting project of the Gates Foundation. So um, that's wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Are you allowed to tell us anything about it? About which part? The Gates, the Gates Foundation project. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. So it was actually um, kind of had this reputation of being uh, Melinda Gates's like, like flagship women's empowerment initiative. So it was um, across like slums of Asia and Africa, and it was centered around reproductive health and family planning. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what about selfless? Why don't, why don't you give everybody a little rundown of what selfless is? Yeah, yeah. So I introduced like a little bit about um, my professional like background, but what right. I'm working on right now mm-hmm. is, is called Selfless and it's a platform that um, is in private beta and we focus on um, matching individuals with opportunities to virtually volunteer and we're testing out kind of like volunteer pods so that you can still like meet people and work together um, for social impact causes. Um while, you know, doing it from the comfort of your own home, of course, with this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, with the comfort of your own home, that's been very crucial in the last year and a half. And it's crazy to see the way that that's changed the world. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's um, it's so interesting how things are also transitioning back now. Oh my gosh, I know. It's, it's so weird. And at the same time, it's like very foreign. I see like, I saw, I think just like, on Instagram, a group of people going to Disney World and nobody was wearing their masks and like the photo, you know, like the photo that you take on the ride, right? Yeah. Like everybody like, ah, hands up in the air. It was like, it was like, it was normal. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? <laughs> like, this feels so weird. Yeah, we are, I guess, returning to that state of normalcy. I'm just really hoping for, well, for not another uh, March of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? No, I'm right there with you. I know. So what inspired you to start Selfless? I, I was reading how you're, you're a very spiritual person, right? And you wanted to incorporate your Hindu faith into your religion, or sorry, into your business. But tell us a little bit more about how and why you started Selfless. Yeah. Okay. So within my faith, there's this concept of, um, it's called Bostanas. And basically it, it gets at the idea that each person is born with a set of skills and interests and that we kind of enter this world already equipped with certain talents and predispositions and um and it goes on to explain that not only are we you know graced with these but it's also then becomes an opportunity to um kind of channel those unique strengths and interests towards um whatever life pursuits one might have. And so that could be something as simple as I love plants. And so I'm going to like have a bunch of house plants, you know what I mean? And that's what makes me happy. 
and that's my way of expressing myself. Or it could be more complex in terms of, um, you know, identifying one's, um, one's yeah, skills and talents and, and kind of cultivating them towards their done. Um, it is a constantly um, evolving and iterative process. But um, yeah, that, that's ultimately what brought me to Selfless. I, it's, it's, it's really inspiring to just to see the way that you've channeled your religion into your entire life, because I know that in this day and age, there's every, a lot of, we're always questioning things, right? Like why, how, how do we know? I mean, are we sure? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, that there's a lot of that. Um, so it's just, it's, it's really nice to see, but I'm curious as to, did you ever face any of that? Did you ever wonder or question or yeah, your faith? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I think that that's kind of the most honest answer is to say, yeah, of course. And, um, and being able to though test out concepts for myself. Like I know that for example, this principle of the Vasanas that I've just explained to you mm-hmm. in, in like a theoretic form, it's kind of like simple, it's poetic, but actually implementing that takes courage every single day. It requires, you know, showing up and, wanting to believe in an optimistic kind of worldview for myself. At least that's how, how my experience has shaped up. So, so yeah, there are moments of doubt, um, but I think um, those are also just opportunities to, to reflect further and dig deeper. Right. How, how do you, on a, in a day-to-day basis, are there ways that you find that you have to ground yourself or bring your back, yourself back to center? all the time. Absolutely. Um, so I have, I have, um, like a morning and evening routine that is kind of like essential to me. (laughs) It's my me time. It is how I ground myself and, um, reflect on what I want to cultivate in each day. And then also, um, reflecting on, you know, what, what just passed and, and what I want to, um, improve on for the next day. So, so yeah, I spend actually like a couple of hours each day, um, just by myself kind of investing in that way. Amazing. What are, what are things that you do? Your routines? What are your day and night routines? Oh my gosh. Okay. So lately I have, um, I have like one of my old iPhones that is not working. It's not, you know, connected to the internet or anything. And so I use that as my alarm clock. And so I put my normal phone away on airplane mode and I won't touch it until I am done with like my me time in the morning. So that's just um, at a very simple kind of like starting point that's essential for me because if I check my phone, see the text messages, see the emails and like get, you know, sucked into um, the world before I am ready to, (laughs) then that can kind of like actually degrade my quality that I show up in for the rest of the day so so that's like that's one thing a very tangible thing another is I have um, a daily kind of like meditation practice um, that involves um, like our my rosary or um, it's called like a japa mala in in Mm -hmm. Hindu faith and so I practice that um, some quiet time um, and um, reading. I love, um, different kinds of, um, spiritual texts. And so I try to start my day with, with those things and also sit down with my journal and, um, and then my planner, just thinking about, okay, what, what, what what does this particular day bring? And then, um, yeah, breakfast time, maybe some, some more light reading, and then we can get to the phone, (laughs) um, 
in fact, I find that if I have like a really creative project, like for example, with Selfless, there's a lot of um, creativity that is needed in order to show up for that particular like opportunity. And that might mean thinking about a new initiative. It might mean coming up with new copywriting or design. And I actually try to do that work still before I check my phone. Wow. I find that, yeah. So I find that some of that, the most creative work, I just do best when I'm in my zone. That's amazing. That's, that's really cool to see too, because I think a lot of people feed from their phones and from the devices. So cultivating that creativity in your own mind and in your own space without having, having to feed off of like blue light and the electronics and social media, it's, it's really amazing. So what, how do you, how, how do you cultivate that creativity? Cause I know that's definitely not an easy thing to do, especially in this day and age. Yeah. Um, it's funny you ask, um, just cause the other day I was um, having like my nighttime routine and, um, my husband came to talk with me about something and I told him I'm in my Zen zone. <laughs> so it's like, and that was the first time I'd ever used that phrase, but it became like really practical um, because so cool. yeah, like in the evening, for example, something as simple as dimming the lights, right. um, putting my phone on that airplane mode, uh, maybe just like quiet, you know, um, these things are all indicators. Um, and that get our minds kind of going in particular ways. And so for me with my daytime and like my creative work, um, I keep like plants around my desk, a couple candles, maybe like an aromatic like diffuser, just just really try to keep my space um, treated with love and respect because that's that's my work environment. And so the environment's really important to me. I love that. I love the same. That's so cute. <laughs> Very smart, very fitting too. And yeah, I completely agree with the environment. I think that if you have a cluttered environment, you have a cluttered head. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm seeing it right now. Like I folded my laundry and it's right over there because I didn't put it away <laughs> yet. And I'm like, it's really bothering me. I'm like, the second I get off this, I have to put it away. Cause I just <laughs> really like, it, you, if you have a cluttered space, your mind is going to be cluttered too. Oh my gosh. It's true. It is true. And I'm I, right there with you. Right. And I, oftentimes I find myself like, kind of like neglecting it. Like, Oh, that's, that's not a priority. You know, like I'll get to it later. That's not work. It's not productive, you know? And Oh, it's like, it's in my head constantly. But I think being able to take a step back and be like, no, this is what I need to do for me. Even if it's not quote unquote productive, when in reality it probably is productive because if you don't do it for yourself, you're just going to be counterproductive. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And it's even more true when it comes to doing social impact work, Mm -hmm. because I think um, when doing those kinds of, um, you know, philanthropic initiatives or programming, there is a lot of necessity to bring forward your best self and like people want to show up or at least I want to show up as the best version of myself and so um yeah it's it's a reminder all the time to invest in myself so that I can bring my best foot forward how what are, what are ways that you've found to be effective in building selfless because you started August in 2020 of 2020 right right but it's it's come this far yeah, so I find that it's really helpful to be patient. And, um, you know, I was having a conversation with one of my family members recently, and um, it was my first time seeing them in maybe like six months. And 
when they were asking me about my work, um, they kind of themselves said, you know, this is your life's project. This is not going to be like overnight results. Do you know what I mean? And I appreciated that so much because that's so true. I think sometimes in the startup space, um, there's this glamorization of, um, oh my gosh, like ROI and metrics and numbers and things needing to perform in a certain way in order for that to be deemed as successful. When really I find that for something as, you know, having such a complex vision as selfless does, it's really important to to be patient and have faith in that process of, you know what, this is one step at a time. Right, right. But I think also creating that mindset is difficult because we're all very impatient people. We want, we want the next thing to happen. We want it to happen now. You know, we, we have that, those urges to text the whatever, whatever it may be, you know, we're impatient. So how how are you okay with just being patient? Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds simple, but what you're getting at is is so important to talk about. And I don't think it's talked about enough, to be honest. Um, so that patience for me, I'm really able to hone in on it and cultivate it more when doing, you know, starting my day and night in a particular way. And and it's those coming at that, that routine and that time for myself, including like an affirmations practice, including, you know, um, in uh, like a vision board I'm looking at mine (laughs) and and being able to to just continually like gear our minds towards um yeah patience and faith and and wanting to continue even when there are um low points because there will be there are of course and it's not it's not a linear thing you know there there'll be ups and downs it's not gonna be like this forever it'll be like this and I think yep. that's with anything, especially running a business, especially managing everything on your own. It's not easy. It is not, <laughs> but it's important, but it's important work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing what you're doing and just doing it. I, I can't even begin to imagine what goes into doing it all and doing it well. And yeah, cultivating that patience and being okay with sitting there and being like, it's okay, you know? I mean, I do it day to day, but it, not to the extent that you do. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no, I, th- I think even I have a lot to improve in that in that regard. Um, and I think another important thing to mention on this topic is also grace and being able to forgive ourselves if if something doesn't go according to plan. Um, I slept in an hour this morning because that's just what was the best thing for me um, at that time. And that is okay. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Ah, I know. Grace and forgiving yourself is another thing that I think also takes a lot of practice. <laughs> and I want to ask you something about just Hinduism overall, because I'm not Hindu, I'm Jane. So, okay. right. So it's similar for sure, but it's not the same. And, you know, in the last year, I've seen like manifestation and spirituality and all these things that our religions are rooted in blow up. And it's become like this big thing, you know, like <laughs> affirmations at night, like <laughs> water. And it's, 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 it's been thrown around so much. Whereas, I mean, in reality, it's been part of like our religions for as long as I can remember. I mean, for what, yeah. what I think, as long as I can remember for that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I, I, I'm talking to my grandparents, you know, they're always like, 
take these classes, listen to these shlokas, you know, like they tell me these things and I read the meanings and I understand what it, and it's, 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 it's like, it's like a, it's like a mantra, you know, it's like a manifestation. It's like, they do say in the morning before you, or as you're listening, keep the water next to you and then drink the water after. So all mm. of this stuff isn't boo woo wah you know, it's not fake. It's rooted in science. Right. But I want to, I want to, when did you discover your religion? When did you find the beauty in it? Just, just your everything, everything and anything that you can add. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. So I was um, really lucky to um, attend this, uh, I guess we could call it like a Sunday school, but it was called Balavihar and it's through an organization called Chinmaya Mission that, Mm -hmm. um, I started attending as a kid and kind of never stopped. Um, And when I went to college and I noticed that there wasn't that kind of outlet for me to to learn about my faith and for me to also learn about myself and my culture and my roots and these kinds of ways, I I started a chapter in college um, and it's become now part of my adult life. And along the way of, um, you know, these last, especially the last like five or 10 years, I've been proactive about Um, attending different kinds of retreats and courses and wanting to learn more and um, and when I was doing my Fulbright in India for a year um, this was 2018 to 2019 um, that was such a cool opportunity for me to also like be in the motherland and like visit the holy sites and do these um, really remarkable um, like pilgrimages which funny story is actually how I met my husband. <laughs> that's, that's a separate topic. No, no, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I guess I guess that's to say, like, it's been it's been um, a part of my life and my personality that I've really invested in, and so I think now I'm able to um, have these set and established practices for myself um, that I didn't. Uh, even like five years ago what this is probably a loaded question but what what has it given you what has it taught you Hmm. I think the biggest thing that it's continuing to give me on a day-to-day basis is freedom and happiness Hmm. and um and so that freedom for me looks like wanting to live my life on my terms and not societies. And that might be atypical. It might not make sense to to other people, but I'm really happy doing what I want to do. And I know that there's a lot more for me in this path of like self-improvement and, um, and self-unfoldment. It's amazing. Yeah, I there's a lot of power in I think spirituality and finding or being able to connect with something that's bigger than all of us. You know, whatever whatever it is that you believe in. Yes, there's immense power and confidence that that can bring as long along with energy. Like it can just like be really helpful to nourish yourself in something that's bigger than you. What do you what do you find helps when say you just feel down or not feeling like yourself or whatever it may be just like kind of when you're in a rut <laughs> in a really simple sense uh food and sleep 
<laughs> I am an introvert through and through, and I just recharge best by myself when I'm not talking to anyone. And if I'm already on a short cord, then it's best I don't talk to anyone else in, in hopes that, you know, well, let me not say or do something I don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Wait, I, so I want to ask you, you, your husband, you guys met on one of those uh, pilgrimages. There's a name for it. There's a word. A yatra. Yatra. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I, <laughs> I didn't get enough sleep last night, but uh, <laughs> so the story, I would love to hear it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's a long version and a short version. I'll try to give a mix. Uh, the short. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> a mix. The long one can honestly go on for a while, but um, anyways, so yeah, he, he and I were both born and raised in the Midwest. Um, but we met for the first time in India, like in the Himalaya mountains oh kind of scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, we, there were um, two back-to-back yatras and um, each one was about a week long going to different sites and studying different, different texts. And um, I thought that I would be the only one who's like going from one to the next. Basically on my Fulbright grant, I combined all like my vacation time into like the December holidays period and so I was super pumped that these opportunities um, were aligning and it turned out though that um, Amr was the only other person who was on both yathras and so we basically traveled together for two weeks Um, of course it was in an ashram setting and so um, that's a really (laughs) unique way to get to know someone Um, but yeah by the end of it we decided that was it by the end of it literally how 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 (laughs) so um the second the second leg of the journey um was actually with um the the person who I see as my uh guru my my Mm -hmm. teacher and um and it was so funny Amr and I um talked about it briefly between ourselves like huh maybe that you know there's a lot of compatibility here we have a lot of shared interests and values um so I'm like can we ask Swamiji what he thinks <laughs> Swamiji being the way to refer to guru yeah yeah so um we 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 did ask Swamiji and Swamiji had said this looks sounds and feels right and uh yeah yeah that's that's what happened. I know. So then there was no turning back after that point. Wow. (laughs) That's so cool. And I feel like that's such an unexpected way to meet somebody. Like if I went on a yatra, I wouldn't go into it being like, yes, this is where I'm gonna find my husband. (laughs) Oh, and I didn't. I was so like focused on just myself. And then this was a pure coincidence that kind of unfolded, you know? Was it? Or was it all meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It was meant to be. Exactly. And I think that's like one thing that I've started to like, it's not all a coincidence. It happens for a reason, but it's, it's, it's honestly also really cool that you found each other when you were working on yourselves. I yeah. think really, really powerful because a lot of people tend to find people when they're not, when they're searching, you know, and they're not giving themselves 
what they need and what they deserve. So it's really amazing to see how you guys found each other when you were focusing on you. Absolutely. And I think that's what helped us also come together more quickly because um, there was more of a foundation for us to go off of. And of course, though, um, that's continuing to improve and, and be worked on every day for ourselves individually and then together as a couple now. Of course. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, work in progress. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's funny how, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to go into the marriage topic here, but um, yeah, all things on the table. <laughs> all things on the table. Um, so a couple, a couple more questions before we end, because just yeah. what, what's something you would tell like your 16 year old self or your younger self, if you could. Hmm. I think I would tell myself to really just listen to my own inner voice and calling because at, you know, even the age of 16, I did have um, some recognition of these are things that I enjoy and I'm just naturally good at. Um, So that included doing local fundraisers or going on service projects, um, taking graphic design classes and, you know, being a photographer for the school yearbook. Like there were all of these indications, even at that age of skills and environments that I'm continuing to, to thrive off of now. But along the way, I mean, I had all of my college years were um, being (laughs) pre-med. Wow. Yeah. So, so like, Luckily, I was also a psychology major, a photography minor. Um, I had I was doing these documentary projects that I really cared about um, with different nonprofits around the world. But I mention that now because I think at the age of sixteen, it, I, it would be amazing to know. Just listen to your inner calling. Just channel your energy towards um, towards you know yourself, and then servicing the world around you like it's going to be all good (laughs) I love it I love it and I think I think following your heart and doing what you love is definitely easier said than done because a lot of the things we love may not be able to sustain us but I think there are ways that we can still incorporate it into our lives and follow our hearts in the end yeah absolutely absolutely um it's not linear like you said there are responsibilities and obligations we will have along the way. Um, money is real, <laughs> like some of these necessities and like showing up for family, showing up for loved ones during times of need. Like there's a lot of other roles and responsibilities um, that, that are important outside of um, mm-hmm. professional work too. Right, right. Who, who's your hero? Aw, that's a sweet question. Hmm. I think a pretty straightforward but honest answer would be my parents. It's really cool to see how they've cultivated the life that they have in, you know, in a foreign country and uprooted and, and provided the opportunities that my sister and I have had. So hands down my parents because they've done it all kind of (laughs) smiling and having fun along the way too 
Oh, I think, I think all of our, I asked some of these questions to everybody because we're all women and, you know, I think hearing everybody's input and I'm 16, so I would love to hear, you know, like the advice. And so hearing everybody's input on these little things, I've noticed that almost everybody says their parents or their loved ones or their family members. And we really do become a reflection and we are just different versions of them. We became, we become the five people that were most around, right? And we're most around them, especially right now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, it does not. It does not. What, what's something that you want to be remembered for? Hmm. <clears throat> I think I want to be remembered for being devoted to, and that, and that can take form of a lot of different things. One is being devoted to my community and the greater world. It's really, really important to me to dedicate my life in, um, in service of others. And um, I would love to uh, be able to be a vehicle for good work to be done in that kind of way. And um, yeah, I wanna be devoted to um, selfless, um, along those same lines, be devoted to myself um, and cultivate that inner peace that I know will be make me the best version of myself, be devoted to my loved ones, uh, my friends, my family. Yeah, so I, I think that's the word that comes to mind. Love it. And we can wrap it up with just like two more questions, two last questions. Um, is there, is there anything fun that you're working on that you would like to share or that you can tease if you can't share? Ooh, yes, I can. So for Selfless, I am starting a storytelling series in which I will be bringing out my camera and on the spot learning some, um, videography and like filming skills for the first time. So it's an arena that I have wanted, I've wanted to do film work for so long. I've done like black and white, like photography film work, but not, um, not video. So I'm really pumped. I'm going to be working with um, some amazing individuals to help bring out um, their stories and mm -hmm. shed a light on, um, on the shared humanity that we all do have. Wow. I love it. I love it. Congrats. I'm so excited. When is it launching? Are we allowed to? Soon. 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 Okay. Yeah. Keep me posted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last question. What's your, what's your favorite thing about your career? My favorite thing about my career is that I get to be creative. Yeah! It's so fun. It's so fun to show up to a blank canvas and um, really try to think outside of the box. And I love, 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 love being able to do that. Ah, it's amazing what you're doing. And thank you so much for bringing all these important issues to light and giving us all that space and the opportunity to help. Yeah, it was such a treat getting to talk with you. I cannot believe you are only 16. <laughs> I honestly would not have guessed at all. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it was so cool being able to chat and get to know you too. Me too. Why don't you go ahead and shout out anything and everything that you want to? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those listening, thanks so much for making it until the end. Um, I hope that, um, you know, me being vulnerable and talking about some of the topics we've talked about can be useful. And hopefully even there's some like practical things that you might be able to try out for yourself. Um, if you like this and want kind of more of this, I try to, um, to be semi-active on like Instagram and Twitter. So you can just search my name, Rubini Naidu there. Um, and of course, sign up for Selfless. Yeah. We've got some really, really cool initiatives around the corner. And um, so you can go to www.getselfless.com and our social media handle is at Get Selfless. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure speaking to you. Likewise. I hope you guys enjoyed yet another episode of What's On Your Mind. Uh, next week is another solo episode i believe yeah wow time flies wow but i really hope you guys enjoy it i have a really fun episode coming next week it's november 15th just to give you an idea or november 16th when this goes out and i still haven't decorated for christmas but next week we're gonna do a little bit of a holiday like it's time you know where it's time i i'm gonna oh my god ah, the holidays are upon us and i'm so excited it's i the fact that i still haven't decorated yet is if you know me it's absurd like i have not decorated that's crazy for me anyway I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode once again. Huge shout out to Rubini. Thank you so much for coming. And don't forget to check out her social medias. And don't forget to check out Selfless. Again, they're currently going through rebrand, but they're coming back soon. So stay tuned for that stuff. All right, guys. I will talk to you guys next week for a super, super fun solo episode. Okay, bye. <laughs>